Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Spend some time with our friends Danny Parkins and Matt Spiegel. Yes. Afternoons on the score. We are thrilled to say that we are just days away from the return of our friend Robin Roberts to the GMA Anchor Desk. We are so thrilled about that. But last night, ABC's John Trippin subbed for her in a different form entirely. The annual NBA All-Star Celebrity Game. Making the move from breaking news to breaking ankles, ABC News correspondent number 21, John Trippin. I suited up for the West team, playing with celebrities like Kevin Hart, Common and Secretary of Education Arnie Duncan. Could you have done better? Yes. Of course. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, it's not about that. It's about the attempt. Nice feed inside. Got big games. Once again, as a leader, I applaud you for attempting to do good. For Good Morning America, John Schriffen, ABC News. Houston. So White Sox fans should know that I bring energy, passion. When the big moment happens, I am going to rise to the occasion. And again, crossing route. He's got his running back. Smith gets by three defenders. How did he do it? Sutton Smith. No way. Touchdown Memphis. And you are going to feel the energy from the booth wherever you're watching the game because that's what I love. Perez pressured. Gets rid of it. They've got it. Still going, South Canelo bails him out. The Parkins and Spiegel Show, afternoons on The Score. With Anthony Heron in for Spiegs, it is our pleasure to welcome to The Score the new voice of the Chicago White Sox. He's on the hotline presented by Circa Sports Illinois, John Schriffen. John, congratulations and welcome to Chicago. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you so much for having me on. I can't wait to get to Chicago. Absolutely, man. Congratulations. Can you uh, take us to the moment you found out you got the job? Uh, it's been fast. Uh, so Sunday, uh, I was in Phoenix, Scottsdale, met with Steve Stone, met with him for dinner, had like a, maybe like a three-hour dinner with him, um, meeting with the owner, and just like, it's been, literally everything's happened so quickly. Jerry has been awesome. I met with Jerry for like an hour on Sunday in person, got to know him really well and just his expectations for the role. And I went out there knowing that it was still, the job was up for air. I didn't know who was going to get it at that point. And then uh, literally just, I mean, what day is it even today? I mean, they told me what Tuesday that I had the job and I was super pumped. And then everything just happened so quick from there. So at, at this point, now that you, you know, it's official, it's out there. What is the feeling now? Is it, relief is it angst is it anxiety just trying to figure out what the next steps involve like just where are you at kind of mentally with this whole process so it still hasn't even really hit me like i'm gonna be the next voice of the chicago white Sox in one of the best cities in the world like it 
it, it, it hasn't really hit home. And my phone's been blowing up all day. I've, I've so many text messages that I still haven't been able to check and people reaching out. Like I literally just got off the phone with Brian Anderson, who's the play by play for the, you know, the brewers and TNT and spoke to him for at least a half an hour and just welcoming to the, fr- the fraternity that is, you know, one of 30 jobs in, in America. So it's, it's been a day. It's been awesome. Yeah, I cannot even imagine. Uh, is this has this been an end goal? Play by play broadcaster of an MLB team because it's a it's an unusual background. I mean, we don't normally introduce play by play broadcasters with clips from Good Morning America. What's been your north star <laughs> in your broadcasting career? So even as a kid, like my dream was always to get to the majors, and I, and I thought it was going to be as a pitcher. And now I find all these years later, I'm getting to the majors as a broadcaster. And, and it's wild, my path and my arc and how it's happened. But I've always wanted to be here. Like, I've always wanted to be in a major league ballpark, calling games. And when my playing career ended in college early on, like my freshman year and I got hurt, I was, I was for real, like in a really dark spot. Like, I didn't know what I was going to do because I had always associated myself as a baseball player. But I had a friend at the radio station in school as a, at Dartmouth College, and he said, look, you know the team. I know you can't play anymore. You're hurt. But just come in the booth like an inning and just, you know, see how you like it. If you don't, who cares? You can leave. It's no big deal. Uh, so I got in the booth, and it was like I knew at that moment it was the closest I was ever going to get to the playing field again. And it was like I was in my happy place. And from that moment on in college, my goal was always to be in that zone, that happy place, and – and get to the majors and to have it happen with the Chicago White Sox is, I mean, it is a dream come true. So, you know, part of it as everyone around the city of Chicago, just sort of delving into your background at this point and knowing that you've called a variety of sports now and you've done news and everything else to, to Danny's point, then I'm curious for, for this next stage of the journey, how much more you played the sport of baseball and you've been broadcasting for a while, but baseball is one of many sports that you've been in the midst of calling now. So do you feel like with the volume of baseball, you'll begin calling on a full-time basis at the major league level, then how much growth is there still that you feel like you're going to have to have here just in being the voice and face of the White Sox on a regular basis? Well, I feel like with any position, you're always still growing, right? And I think that's understanding. And for me, the biggest growth that I want to have is to get to know Chicago, get to know Chicago's fans, and then get to know the team. And, and like, that's my biggest priority at this point. So I can't wait to get to spring training because there's so many new faces on this team. And I, I actually got a call from, from Pedro Grafalda earlier today too, and had a great conversation with Pedro. He's awesome. Like he can't wait. Cause he understands the excitement he's felt from these guys and just kind of the culture that's already forming. And he got me amped up and I'm like, I'm usually the guy who amps up everybody else. So for Pedro to amp me up, I'm like, let's go. So, I mean, spring training for me is about getting to know the guys. And I think, yes, my broadcasting ability is going to obviously improve with the baseball, the volume of the games. Um, But I think the biggest growth that I'm looking forward to is just kind of my knowledge of the team, the city, the fans, and just waiting to dig in. John Schriffen, the new voice of the White Sox, is our guest. How many games are you going to do? Most of them. I mean, pretty much all of them. I mean, so there's going to be national broadcasts that will come in that will take away the local. And then I get a few days off here or there just because it's a long season. But I've committed. Uh, I've committed to this team, to the city, and I am here. I'm going to be the guy in Chicago for the White Sox. I'm going to call the majority of the games. Yeah, because I saw your quote with Jerry. Like that, that was the thing. You and Jerry talking about, you, Jerry, and Steve talking about for continuity. I'm just kind of curious, like, what those conversations and what the expectations were, you know, kind of from them to you. 
So early on in this process, it was made very clear from the organization that whoever gets this position will be the person who commits to being the person, right? And when I had a conversation with Jerry in person, Jerry was like, you know, what what stands out about Jerry is his passion for the game. And, And to work for an owner who loves baseball as much as he does, who watches all the broadcast and will even give feedback about a broadcast. Like, that's who I want to work for. And so for him to ask me to call the majority of the games, like, that's a huge honor. So for me, I don't see it as, like, a big task or a, or a job. For me, it's like, wow, the fact that I get to call most of these games and they laid out that expectation, I said, yeah, sign me up. Like, I want to meet that. And in the, the potential for meeting that then, you, you obviously know and you've been quoted about it a bit already where you your plan is to be yourself but you have to be aware of course that you're stepping into what feel like enormous shoes with the popularity of Jason Benetti here over recent years and the role that you're stepping into so you mentioned wanting to get to know Chicago how aware are you of that just the popularity of the seat that you're going to be filling 100 percent. but I, I think also when you look back even further the seat that I'm filling has been legendary broadcasters for a long time I mean, you go back to Harry Carey I mean, Hawk Harrelson. I mean, there's so many legendary broadcasters who have been in this seat. And I think when I first found out about the job, that's one of the things that appealed to me the most is just the, the expectation that whoever is calling White Sox games is one of the best broadcasters in the entire country. The team puts the resources in, and NBC Sports Chicago puts the resources in. They have incredible people behind the scenes, and they treat this like it's a national broadcast. So for me, that's the most exciting part. I understand the fans love Jason Benetti. Of course, he's a great broadcaster, but I know I'm not going to be Jason, nor am I going to try to be anybody else. I can only be me. Have you talked with Jason? I don't know him personally, so I have not, no. So what would you say to White Sox fans is like, you know, not to compare and contrast you with him, but John Schriffin, what is your broadcasting style? What should they expect when they tune in to watch you do a White Sox game? So I love that you guys set up this segment with those clips because that's, I mean, first off, like I'm going to bring the heat. Like I'm bringing the energy. Like as soon as there's a crazy play or anything, you are going to hear it. You're going to feel it. I'm, I'm a passionate person. I also, you, you talked about kind of my background and, and very untraditional path to where I am now. I, I don't run from my path. Like my path is who I am. So I was a news reporter anchor. I was a sideline reporter on the Army football package for CBS I use those reporting skills into my broadcast style in the sense of I'm there early at the ballpark. I'm at the batting cage. I'm in the clubhouse. I'm talking to guys. I want to get as much information so that the fans at home can have a perspective on what's going on the full arc of the season to get a real perspective on what is really happening with this team. So I'm bringing the energy. I bring preparation. Also, to be able to work with Steve Stone was a huge selling point for me because this guy has worked with the best in the business. He is, I think, one of the best analysts in the business as a legend. And getting to know him this past Sunday over dinner, like we just hit it off. And, and I think it's going to be pretty smooth to transition to working with him on a daily basis because he has so much knowledge that I'm like, Steve, look, I just want to be your point guard. I'm just going to throw it up at the rim. I'm going to give you the easiest alley you can ever have because the knowledge you have, I want you to start dropping nuggets and be able to give fans something to take away from every game. What I'm, what I'm curious about in that regard is like my sport. I, I played and coached football for a number of years. And as a broadcaster, you don't normally see the, the ex-football player be the one who's the play-by-play. We tend to more often be the analyst in baseball. You see a number of examples of folks who can do 
both roles at a high level. So the fact that you played college baseball and it's a sport you grew up passionate about, I'm wondering how much of that is woven into the way, your style of play-by-play with just some of the minutia of the sport. Okay, let's be real here. I was a college player at an Ivy League school who didn't really make it out of the first month because I got hurt. (laughs) I was a pitcher and I threw my arm out and basically – didn't really even get a chance to get going. So I don't want to make any exaggerations about like, I was this incredible player. Stoney's the guy. Stoney's the guy who was the best, one of the best pitchers of all time. Like he's the guy who knows the game better than anybody. I don't want to make it seem like I'm a know-it-all. I just want to tee him up and be like, Stoney, what do you think? John, what is your uh, opinion of the role of like criticism or honest commentary? You know, when, a team's down 7 nothing, hits a solo home run, screaming out of your shoes or the acknowledgement of, yeah, okay, that's a home run. This team's not expected to be that good. Well, I think there should be expectations for the White Sox. And I think even after talking to Pedro, there are expectations for this team. Like there is the potential that this team could come together. And I mean, I don't want there to, I don't want to go into a season and be like, oh, this team sucks. No, I don't. That's not my expectation at all but I think you have to be tempered in kind of your calls and just kind of the tone and where we are in the game, right? Like if it's a blowout, you're not going crazy because fans won't respect that. Chicago fans are smart, right? Like you can't fool Chicago sports fans. So for me to just go crazy on a home run, a meaningless home run, the way the game is a blowout, that doesn't even make sense. The way I always like to think of it is most people, when you watch a game, you have the game on, but it's probably an on in the background where you're doing something, you're taking care of the kids, you're in the refrigerator, you're doing whatever it is. So if I make a big call and I get your attention and you're coming back to the TV, it better be something important because if you stopped what you were doing to come back to the TV and it's a big nothing burger, then I've lost all credibility and be like, ah, oh, whatever, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. So I, have to, I have, always have that expectation in my head of I've got to respect the viewer's because they know what's going on. Now, I don't know what, what all you're at liberty to share at the moment then, but you've, you've done a bunch with ESPN in recent years. You mentioned you're planning to call the majority of the White Sox games. Will you continue to work in other capacities and further bosses around the industry? So I, I'm still at ESPN, so I actually have college basketball games coming up, so I'll be doing college basketball along with spring training. Um, so I'll be still balancing that schedule, but – once the season starts, I mean, I am committed and I'm all in for the White Sox. So that's something that we talked about early and got passed early. And yes, I do have a national presence with ESPN, but going forward, I want to be known as a Chicago guy. Like that's, that's what I want. All right. So uh, let's learn a little bit more about John Schriffen, the person you says you're a foodie. What's uh, what are your, what are your go-tos? <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So Chicago is awesome, but it's so dangerous, right? Like every time I go to Chicago, I want to get some kind of deep dish or anything that is just like the tastiest, fattiest, whatever it may be. So obviously it's, it's uh, pizza. I love Asian. Um, so I live in Las Vegas currently, and there's a huge Chinatown with every Asian ethnicity. I mean, Korean, Japanese, Vietnamese, whatever you can think of. So I love just kind of like finding random spots and figuring out uh, who's got the best pho or who's got the best ramen. Um, I, literally I will eat anything as long as it's not spicy. That's my only rule, my only caveat. So if anybody has recommendations, give me whatever you got minus spicy. <laughs> Shane, you want to give him a recommendation? 
All right, John, so here's the thing. There's only one place we go to on this radio show. It's called Rosemary. It's in the West Loop. The executive chef won Top Chef Season 15 on Bravo. He's a good friend, Joe Flams. So the number one restaurant in Chicago right now is Rosemary. Diehard White Sox fan. Diehard White Sox fan. Plenty of non-spicy options, but we're probably also going to have to fix Ooh. that for you. We might have to I mean, introduce you to a little bit of spice. Menu, Rosemary. It's, uh, it's Croatian-Italian fusion. So we'll give you some recs. We'll get you a reservation when you get in town. We'll give you some recs. Ooh, I love that. Okay. Absolutely. Anybody else? What else we got? Now, and John mentioned that folks can send him suggestions. Anybody who's not following John yet on social, he is at John Schriffen. Schriffen is S-C-H-R-I-F-F-E-N. So make sure you get those social media followers up. Everybody just send, just inundate John Schriffen with all the suggestions you would have (laughs) for Chicago food. When do you arrive in the city on a more regular basis? Do you know yet? So I'm still trying to figure out my travel schedule because first I'm going to spring training. So I want to go be in Glendale for as long as possible and get to know everybody. Um, but I do need a place in Chicago. So anybody has a great real estate agent, I'm, I'm open to that as well. Ooh, I might be selling a condo uh, downtown soon, John. I'll keep you updated. I, I, I need a real estate agent in Chicago. <laughs> Sarah Leonard. The Sarah Leonard team will take care of you. Hawkbird will do the mortgage. I've got an extra bedroom in Logan Square. You don't want that. You don't want to live with our – you don't want to live with shame. Although he would cook well for you. That's yeah. Fine. That's possible. He's a great chef. Yeah. That, that would work. All right. Well, we'll get you. So we need a real estate agent. We need a mortgage guy. We need non-spicy food. Uh, How about Boulevard, Danny? Uh, good dog-friendly spots. Yeah, yeah, you're a dog-obsessed guy, right? Let's, what's your... I am obsessed with dogs, yeah. So my dog is nine years old, Charlie, boxer mix. He's a rescue. I've had him my entire 30s. Goes, like, pretty much everywhere with me. Uh, so, yeah. like So, like, bring your dog to the ballpark night. I was told with like two nights out of the season, Charlie will be with me in the booth. So, dog in the booth, I think is okay. No food though. Don't eat on the air. All right. Little pro tip for Chicago. Uh, John, are you funny? I'm not a comedian, so I I know my I know my lane. I know what I am. I know what I'm not, and I'm not that funny guy. So I'm not trying to. All right, give us your best. I would get booed, would get booed off of the stand-up stage. <laughs> uh, give us your best. I like, already know. Give us your best ABC News, like Diane Sawyer story. Ooh, Diane. Okay, so Diane Sawyer was probably one of the best mentors I've had because Diane Sawyer challenges everyone who works with her to think differently. So I remember there was one. There was one story, and I was assigned to a story for World News. And what she does is she has a meeting, you know, in the early morning and we go through kind of all the story ideas and just talk through how we're going to get, you know, navigate the story and get it on for the show for the evening. And my story was one of those, one of those stories you've seen all the time about gas prices. So it was about the rising gas prices and just kind of like what people think, what are the cause effects, that kind of thing. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I've done this before. I'll go to, you know, go to local gas pump, talk to some people. What does it mean? Like how much is this really hurting their pocket? And Diane Sawyer was like, okay, but we've seen that how many times before? Like, what can you do differently? Like, what can you teach us differently? How is there another way you can approach this? How do you think about it? Because we've seen that before. So what's new? So every time I approach anything, I always have that in the back of my mind. Like, because there's so many times we've seen a story or even in sports, we've seen a play or we've seen something played out where it's like, okay, we've seen that before, but what's the different angle to it? And, and what else can I show the viewer or somebody at home just to learn something different that they maybe didn't know before? So that's kind of how I approach things. John Schriffen, good luck with the new gig. It will be fun to watch, and uh, hopefully we see you in person, either in Chicago or Arizona soon, man. Thank you, and again, congratulations.
I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, guys. That is John Schriffen, the new play-by-play voice of the Chicago White Sox. We could react to that conversation. Then Dave Wanstead and Brady Quinn together at 4 o'clock. Parkinson Spiegel with Big Ant on the score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.